I'm San Francisco Chronicle columnist Heather Knight, and you're listening to Fifth in Mission. San Francisco Mayor London Breed gave a lot of new information today about the city's reopening. And now we know when we can eat in a restaurant, shop in a store, and get our hair cut. Plus, there's a big new requirement to make this reopening safe. Starting now, everybody must wear a face covering outside. Yes, even joggers. City Hall reporter Dominic Fercasa is here to tell us more. Dominic Fercasa, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. So I wanted to start with the big news of the day. Everybody is so concerned about face masks, and I understand that Mayor Breed has a new rule on that. What's the deal now? Yeah, so today we saw in San Francisco uh, kind of a broadening and a tightening of rules around face masks. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that as the city, you know, tries to move gradually toward normalcy, toward eventually reopening, there is an increased need for people to sort of be even more vigilant about, you know, stopping the transmission of the novel coronavirus wherever they go. So, you know, if we're going to reopen, we're going to need people to wear more masks in at least in the interim and for the foreseeable future. So today, what we uh, uh, basically got clarification from the health department and from the and from Mayor Breed that says. In short, if you are going outside, if you have the opportunity potentially to interact with someone who's not in your quarantine, as it were, (laughs) someone who lives outside of your household or your sort of family unit, you need to have a mask on. I mean, at, at, at... there was some you know, nuance to the previous policy, and there are some nuances here. But the upshot is really that if you are leaving your home to do anything on foot, in your car, it's different. If you're in your car by yourself or with members of your family, you don't have to wear a mask. But if you are going out to walk around the block or walking to go get groceries or, or basically doing anything, you need to have a face covering. And just to remind people, this doesn't have to be any kind of medical-grade mask or surgical-grade anything. This can be a handkerchief that you tie over your face. It can be a, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a scarf even. I know it's too hot for that now, but, uh, but this doesn't have to be anything fancy. But let's just point out it to cover your nose and your mouth. I'm seeing a lot of people wearing them like just covering the mouth and not the nose or just like dangling around the chin. That's not how you wear a face mask. No, it's got to cover your nose and your mouth. That's a really, really important point. And I know people uh, who uh, who like to jog, who are taking exercise outside, which is really important. But basically, if you were going to be within a 30-foot radius of anybody jogging on the street or sidewalk, you need to have a mask on. And if you think you're not going to encounter anyone, but there's a chance that you might, you need to have a mask on you. That is part of this new requirement. I think it's not uh, a stretch to say that anyone in San Francisco, if they're leaving their home on foot or, or on a bike or whatever, need to have a mask on them at all times. Just take it with you, put it in your bag or in your pocket so you have it on you. I mean, that's really, I think, the the upshot of this new requirement. It needs to be on your list of things you don't leave home without, like your wallet, your keys. Your cell phone. Phone, keys, wallet. Exactly. I do the pat down before (laughs) I leave. Phone, keys, wallet mask as well. And and just to, just to be clear, kids under uh, kids 12 and under don't need to wear a mask. Uh, and again, there are some uh, uh, situations like if you're in your by yourself in a car, you don't need to wear one. But it's really the shorthand is is if you're leaving your house, keep it with you and keep it on. And when does this go into effect? So this is going to uh, go into effect. This is uh, basically a new health order for San Francisco, and this is going to go into effect tomorrow, uh, first thing, May 29th. Okay, so as people are listening to this, it's today. 
Basically, start taking your mask. Uh, okay. <laughs> Just have it on you at all yes. times. When as soon as soon as you hear this, and hopefully, if you hear it uh, in June, you're already <laughs> wearing it all the time. Okay. Uh, this is going to be controversial because there was a lot of back and forth about whether joggers and bicyclists should be wearing masks. Um, people say it's really hard to exercise when you're breathing hard to have a mask on, but other people are really annoyed that joggers were pushing past them without masks. So this clarifies it that everyone needs a mask. I mean, yeah, that's one of those things. It's just one of the difficulties of, you know, this new normal that that we're living in right now. I know it's going to be tough. I know it's going to be frustrating, but, you know, it is something that is intended to protect everybody's health as we uh, as we start to reopen San Francisco, reopen the economy here. And so this was only one announcement that the mayor made. She had a lot to say today. And basically, we know a lot more about the timeline for how San Francisco will reopen going forward. Can you lay out um, what's going to happen in June? Yeah. So this was really uh, 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 the first time that San Francisco has ever come out and said, you know, here is our grand plan for the next couple of months, really, you know, through August for how we're thinking about reopening our our economy and getting back to uh, um, getting back to normal or whatever normal is going to look like post COVID-19. So the really big stuff is going to start on June 15th. So basically what the most important thing to think about is there is not going to be any kind of hard and fast rules for these dates. You know, if we start to reopen and suddenly we get a surge in new cases, the city is going to have to slow the roll a little bit. We're going to have to back off and we're going to uh, have to change direction and, and change our priorities. So that's really important for people to remember. You know, this none of this is going to be a light switch all of a sudden. It's going to be a gradual thing, and public health officials are going to be watching the numbers very closely. The number of hospitalizations, the you know number of people who are getting the virus on a day-to-day basis. So just keep that in mind. So this is kind of the best case scenario, if all goes well. This is what's going to happen if we continue flattening the curve in San Francisco and things continue to go well, um, as they more or less have been so far in the city. So most indoor retail on June 15th will be allowed to resume. There are rules that retailers have to have in place, you know, around, you know, scrubbing and sanitizing high touch surfaces a lot and having making sure their employees have equipment that they need to stay safe and keep the store clean. But you will be able to go back into your favorite retail outlets uh, uh, starting June 15th, assuming all goes as planned. Will they be as crowded or do they have to limit the numbers of shoppers? No, there will be a limited, there will be a quota, a maximum number of shoppers that can be in there. I believe that's 10 shoppers at the moment, which is something that, again, could be amended. But that's uh, that's the going rule for the moment. Okay. Outdoor dining is another thing that I think is going to get people really excited. So, you know, I'm sure restaurants are going to have to figure out how they're going to keep these outdoor tables appropriately separated so that everybody, you know, feels safe in the dining experience. But that is something that will be allowed uh, starting June 15th as well. Um, Right now and for, you know, since the shelter in place orders took effect in mid-March, everyone has been limited. Restaurants have been limited to takeout orders only. So this will start to bring bring back the uh, traditional dining experience, which I know a lot of people are anxious for. And is the city going to give restaurants the space to actually do that? 
That is a great question. So restaurants will have to apply for a free and what the city says will be an expedited permit to be able to uh, to have this kind of outdoor uh, seating, this outdoor table service um, as part of these new rules. Now, how easy it ends up being for restaurants to do that, we all know that the you know the best laid plans uh, uh, with the city and county of San Francisco government uh, don't always fall in like we'd like them to, and things can take longer, and there are snags, and everybody is trying to adjust to these new rules in real time. But restaurants really um, starting in June should be able to apply for these permits ahead of the June 15th uh, sort of availability of outdoor dining. Things like just quickly, you know, religious services and ceremonies can resume in person uh, with some modifications where people will need to keep separate from one another. Outdoor exercise classes can resume. So you'll see the outdoor Zumba happening <laughs> again, which will be a delight for everyone. I miss my outdoor Zumba. <laughs> There you go. And the weather is it's going to be just right for it. Um, and really what I think is one of the bigger um, elements of this June 15th, uh, um, the June 15th sort of phase is that professional sports games, tournaments, we're talking, you know, basketball, baseball, even the PGA tournament are going to be allowed to resume tournaments, games, etc., provided that uh, uh, they don't have any fans in the stands. So um, leagues, uh, you know, all, sports leagues are really trying to uh, scramble to, you know, figure out how they're going to operate in this in these conditions. Um, in San Francisco in particular, um, the Giants and Warriors will have to submit plans to the, uh, to the city saying this is what we're going to do in order to, you know, keep our players safe and to just, just, just to promote health in general. Um, my understanding is that Major League Baseball uh, teams have all submitted more or less the same plans to their respective, you know, cities and counties. Um, and one of those things is interesting. If there are any baseball fans listening, there's uh, the rosin bag that pitchers, you know, often grab to kind of dry their hands out to pitch. Every single pitcher will have to have their own rosin bag rather than just leave one on the pitcher's mound that everybody kind of uses. So these are the kinds of things that, uh, that you know, professional sports teams are thinking so about. Details. Limiting the amount of... Yeah, it's really, really detailed, just limiting the amount of shared equipment that everybody has to use. So that's going to be really interesting as well. But I know everybody is looking forward to, to sports getting back in motion. And so June 15th is the target date for that. And then they also laid out some um, plans for what happens later in the summer. Can you speak to what we can look forward to later on? Exactly. July 13th is the next date that we're going to, to look forward to. Um, again, about a month away. Um, that is tentatively going to allow indoor dining with some modifications. We're not sure what those modifications are going to be. But again, this is all about promoting distance between people and just enhancing uh, sanitizing, you know, sanitization as best as possible. Uh, I know uh, as someone who is extremely shaggy right now <laughs> that I will be looking forward to barbershops oh getting, so uh, getting back. <laughs> barbershops and hair salons can reopen on July 13th, again, assuming that uh, the health data uh, you know, trends in a positive direction. And on July 13th, also real estate open houses by appointment will be able to get uh, back into motion again as well. I'll be right back with Dominic Fercasa. I'm Heather Knight, and I'm back with Dominic Fercasa. And there's still some questions. Uh, we don't know when phase four will happen, correct? That is like the last the last phase when all the big stuff can reconvene, like sports with fans, concerts. That's exactly right. There is one more in between there, too, that that is going to be really important. Uh, phase three actually will uh, uh, tentatively, and that has uh, no date except mid-August, right? That's really, uh, that's kind of the 
reflects the the looseness with which the city wants to play this so it's not locked into any particular date arbitrarily, again, based on the health conditions. So schools with modifications, which is in line with what, you know, the uh, the state is planning right now, bars, other personal services like nail salons and massage parlors and tattoo parlors will be able to open and gyms as well. Uh, so these are kind of the things that we're planning for, looking forward to reopening in mid-August. But you're absolutely right. Um, moving moving ahead, things get you know even foggier. Phase four is that kind of the biggest, largest gatherings of people. You can think about these phases as activities sort of opening up in terms of how many people gather at these spaces and sort of how close they are to one another. Thinking about you know hair salons and and barber shops needing time to reopen because those are kind of like if you will intimate experiences where you're close physically close to another person but yeah concert venues live you know a sports with live audiences that those dates are yet to be determined and that's kind of the final phase of uh, of what San Francisco is looking toward right and now and that that probably won't happen until we have a vaccine right that's that's very likely. We can't we can't really expect to get anywhere close to, you know, what what we thought of as the pre-COVID lifestyle until we have a vaccine. There will be modifications and there will be uh, uh you know sort of a yes but on all of these activities until until we have a vaccine and until that vaccine is is widely available. That's exactly right. I mean, that if anything is is kind of um is kind of the dream out there in the distance. And I think that that's really something that's going to move the needle. Now, we've done a good job of flattening the curve in San Francisco, and, and that's going to you know permit us to get, get some of these activities going and get some of the economy back in action. But uh, until we have a vaccine, I don't think there's going to be any kind of true normal uh, until that time. Yeah. There's still some um, big questions, even though the mayor did uh, give a lot of useful information today. Um, Things like social interactions were not really discussed, like can kids have play dates? Can friends host their friends for dinner? Um, you know, how to get together with family. That's all still to be announced, right? That's that's exactly right. And and speaking about normal, I mean that's that's the things that we all want to go out and be social and we all have, you know, really important questions about how schools are gonna operate, right? But I mean, those are the kinds of like normal things that we would all like to do again. Get together with friends, have a dinner party. I mean, God knows people are gonna want to throw some parties when all <laughs> of this is over. Um, but right now that is still TBD. Um, we're waiting for the health uh, uh, the health officer in San Francisco to come up with those plans. And all the city said today is that those are four coming, but that wasn't a part of, kind of uh, today's unveiling about the, the phased-in approach to reopening. Mm-hmm. And I do know that the Botanical Gardens are opening on June 1st, so that's a nice thing. <laughs> yes, yes, we would be remiss if we did not uh, mention the Botanical Gardens and outdoor museums and historical sites will be reopened on June 1st. Uh, the, the rules that allow that to happen have been out for a little while now, but it is a good reminder that uh, that, is, that is kicking into gear starting June 1st. Great. Um, anything else we should know about in terms of the schedule or is it just wait and see? I think, yeah, that is the really the most important thing. We're all optimistic, uh, cautiously so, that these dates will hold and that the plan will kind of unfold as uh, as the city and as public health officials want it to. But it is really it is really a wait and see. You know, uh, health officials across the region are still looking at those key indicators around around hospitalizations and new cases, of course, and also things like how much personal protective equipment um, hospitals and healthcare providers have. And so everybody 
everybody is still uh, sort of speaking to each other in that sense. Um, but for San Francisco, the best we can hope for is that this plan kind of goes off as intended. Um, but we are all still uh, reminded uh, today to stay vigilant about hand washing. So, you know, be uh, uh, be on your guard about these face masks. Um, make sure you have one with you basically anytime you leave the house and just keep doing what you're doing. Try to limit your trips that aren't essential uh, to the extent that you can. And uh, yeah, I think that's that's really uh, uh, kind of the top line of today's news. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Heather, thanks so much for having me. Take care. Get your mask. Uh, I will. I will. <laughs> I've, got it. I've got it on me. Thank you to Dominic Fracasa for joining me today, to Karen Creighton for producing this episode, and to you for listening. Fifth Admission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod. 